I'm about to have the scariest, worst conversation of my life. I've been dreading it for a very long time. As the months have gotten closer, I've gotten more nervous, more anxiety, more scared. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pan and Unicorn Relationship Podcast, Episode 5. Numero Cinco. Get excited. Another episode. Ready for Episode 5. So first off, again, thank you, everyone, for all the comments, the love, the support, the DMs, everything, joining the Facebook group. As you guys know, you can follow us everywhere at Pan and Unicorn. We really appreciate it. And we also really appreciate how open you guys have been with us, too, and sharing your stories and your experiences. And yeah, it's it's helpful. I love it how even like just you notice in our comment section that people are talking to each other too. It's like we're truly right. building such a great community and a support system for everyone. So yeah, we love comments that. have been amazing. Thank you guys so much for the support mm -hmm. and the love. It keeps us going um, and gets us to keep working even harder to try to improve this thing. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys so much for sharing it with your friends and people you love. We get a lot of comments that you've shared it with your sister, you've shared it with your daughter. Yeah. Um, share it with the guys. Yeah. <laughs> share it with your sons. Share it with your husbands. We want to yes. hear. We want to get more guys on here. Um, I want to get more feedback from the guys. Yeah. I think 99. We might have guys listening, no. but 99% of our comments are from women. Yes, they're from the women, but we do have like 30 to 40% men audience now, which is according really to the analytics that might or might not be correct. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, you guys, as you know, every episode we send some love. Hashtag send some love. So make sure to grab your phone right now. Take out your phone. Send some love. Send it. Someone you love. That's what Brother, sister, do. kids, mother, friends. I'm sending love. Mm -hmm. See my sending my sending love. This is my mm -hmm. message. So, babe, who'd you send love to? I sent love to my nephew, Jacob. Oh, I love Jacob. He's such a good kid. He's a great kid. Oh, my gosh. Can I just say your sister has raised three amazing kids. Like, when we came back from Minnesota, I told my parents, I was like, I have never seen so just so amazing, well-rounded children. And it just shows, like, how good Carrie and Keith are as parents. It's it's. They've raised such great kids, and Jacob is awesome. Yeah, so he um, he had a friend die recently, a couple months ago, out of nowhere, and I think that was his first, you know, real traumatic life experience. And for kids in high school to lose a friend and someone they grew up with and in the community, and um, it's rough. Yeah. And uh, so he's a senior. He's going through applying to colleges and dealing with that, and so. Um, and let him know how proud I am, and I'm going to see him in Mexico for I Thanksgiving. Know. I can't wait to see him all this weekend. And uh, he's a great, great, yeah. great cousin with my kids, so mm -hmm. send him some love. Yes. Love you, Jacob. Very responsible, loving kids. They're awesome. So, you guys- Who'd so, you send love to? Oh, <laughs> I send love to the group, to my family group. Oh, nice. Yeah, said because we've got quite a bit of people in there. Yeah. So I wanted to send love to all of them and 
You're a part of it, babe. Let's go. Yes. Group text. You yes. can always send love to the group. I know. Group text. We're send them all lot, love. We're in a lot of group texts. Yeah, send them some love. <laughs> so anyways, you guys, so last episode, we did a Q&A answering a bunch of your questions that you had for us. And thank we- you to everybody that asked questions. We couldn't obviously do all of them. So, yeah. but thank you so much for everyone that participated. And uh, if you want to see more episodes like that one, let us know. We would love to do them. I think it's really helpful. To- I think just in general, like yeah. what do you guys want? want to see if you guys put down in the comments what you guys want to see in future episodes that'd be awesome also if you guys would love want us to interview anyone because we're starting to really because now that we're getting the motion of everything going here and the flow the routine of it all we're ready to start interviewing people but we really want to hear from you guys who do you want to see interviewed who do you want to see come on the podcast let us know tag them in it so that way we can get a way to contact them yeah um so yeah who do you guys want on the pod Exactly. So basically, again, thank you to all the people that sent in questions. And today's episode was since we asked all, you know, you guys sending questions, there was one question that we got in particular that was really, really good. And we wanted to devote a whole episode to it because it's such a good topic to discuss and something that I really, really wish I had before I got divorced or starting to go through divorce because these tips would have helped me so much. Yeah. Um, so I want to say a big thank you to Heather Elizabeth Livinggood. Thank you so much. We are going to be sending you a $100 gift card to the store because this was this was a really good question. I think it's going to be very helpful for many. Thank um, you, Heather. We really appreciate it. Yes. And if you are, if you know anyone that is getting ready to be separated or go through divorce or anything like that, send them this episode. I think it will be very valuable for them. Uh, so basically the question that Heather sent us was what are the top three tips, advice you would give a mom or dad going through separation or divorce and or divorce. And then she kind of caveated with, are there things that you wish someone would have told you before you started the divorce process? Mm-hmm. And one of the main reasons that we actually started this podcast was because as Madison got to know each other, we were looking at information that was out there yeah. for people like us that were going through divorce, that were separated, that were blending families, that were doing it all. We didn't find anything that we thought was great. Um, maybe there are some great podcasts out there. So put them down below. If there's other podcasts that are about similar topics of relationships and um, Mm -hmm. divorce and getting back into relationships, starting relationships, anything really about relationships, and there's podcasts you guys love, Mm -hmm. let us know. Um, Maybe we'll bring them on the pod and they can talk about what they do and their podcasts as well. But Mm -hmm. ultimately, um, this question hit hard because Madison and I both looked at each other. We're like, damn, Heather's right. Like, man, we didn't really know what we were doing. Um, We didn't have advice. I didn't have any really close, close, close friends or family that have been divorced. So I didn't really have a lot of places to go. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think, um, yeah, this is great. We're going to get into it. All right. So babe, what is one tip that you would give someone going through divorce? So my first tip, and I'm going to speak to the man, doesn't mean the women can't listen to what I have to say, but I'll speak to men, you speak to the women. Mm -hmm. Um, My first tip revolves around the kids. Um, We actually got some advice-ish from a professional on what to say to the kids um, as I was moving out. And I think the advice was wrong looking back. And I really wish I would have had somebody to talk to to say, hey, 
I'm about to have the scariest, worst conversation of my life. I've been dreading it for a very long time. As the months have gotten closer, I've gotten more nervous, more anxiety, more scared. It would have been so great if I would have had somebody be like, okay, I've been there, I've done it. Here's what I recommend and here's why. Mm -hmm. So my first tip is if you're a dad out there and you're about to get separated or go through divorce and you know that you're moving out or she's moving out is when you have that talk with the kids and when you sit them down is and age obviously matters right so it's hard for me to say like okay for every single dad for every kid and that's obviously for all of our answers we can't cover everything but be honest be open and be honest in that initial conversation um really tell them uh as hard as it is uh what's going on you know i should have said look um I'm moving out. Um, I'm not coming back. And um, this is a decision that we've made together. We feel like, you know, we're better off um, as parents and, and co-parents as we are being married. Um, I know it's shocking. I know it's sad. Um, I know it's going to be difficult. Um, we're here. We're going to be listening. Um, and I don't think at the time my kids were old enough to even ask questions. Mm -hmm. um, but should have been more honest, more open, more to the point. Um, and then as they were coming to my apartment and going through it in the first weeks and months, try as much as you can to just say, hey, how are you doing? How are you processing this? How are you feeling? I know this is hard. I know this is difficult. I know you're sad. I know you're angry. Um, you know, And again, it's all about ages and each kid's going to be different. But I think the more that you ask, and let them know it's okay to share their feelings and talk about their feelings. Um, as hard as it is as a parent to listen, mm -hmm. do it. Um, that's my biggest advice. And and I think, you know, right or wrong, um, just be open with them. Um, I've cried in front of my kids and I know it's hard, but I think that is the most important. And then if you can afford it, you know, um, get them in therapy right away if they're not already in therapy. Um, you know, if the kids are younger, they can, they just play therapy that I think is really good. Um, you know, we, you know, I think that has really helped, um, my kids. And so, um, as far as, you know, my number one tip revolving the kids is being open, being honest, continue to have those conversations. I'm still having my conversations regularly with them, checking in with them, um, as much as I can and helping them try to process everything. Um, it's difficult. It's not easy. It's never going to be easy, but you know, that's my first tip. That's a really, really good tip, babe. Uh, that it's just I, like, for me, it just shows like I never went through what you went through and I don't know how I would have been able to handle it. And that's an, an awesome tip to give someone when you have older kids. I had younger kids when he moved out, Kinsley was four months old and Riley was two, not even three yet. So um, I didn't have to go through that or to explain anything because Riley didn't understand and Kinsley had no idea what was going on. Um, I think it's easier if you have younger kids. It's a lot easier. You don't have to do it. I them. got a lot of advice from people saying like, do it now while they're younger. It's harder when they get older. And then now seeing it from a, both of our situations, yeah. I could 
I see it. It really is easier when they're younger because they just don't know any different. Um, What's your number tip <laughs> numero one? My tip number one. Okay, so the first thing that I give a really big tip for any parent going through divorce or separation is to mentally prepare yourself. When this is something that I really wish I knew and had someone helping me through along the way um, is basically taking your emotions out of it because it's going to really make it, your emotions can make things messy and harder and more difficult through the divorce. But you have to mentally prepare yourself. If you are a mom and you are separating, you know your kids are going to be with their dad. So you have to start mentally preparing yourself that you are not going to be able, you're not going to control that time with their dad. They're going to see their dad. They're going to be with their dad. Their dad is going to do what they want when he has them. He's going to dress them the way that he wants. He's going to do their hair the way that he wants. You have no control over that. So you need to start mentally you're preparing yourself for that. Um, it's really hard for moms to let go of that control. Uh, but when you do, and you start kind of like letting it go, it, you're so much happier and so much more stress-free. Um, but yeah, it just be basically starting to mentally prepare yourself that you are not going to have control over your kids 24-7 and to trust the other co-parent as much as you can and try to be a good co-parent for it. Um, that would be my tip one. My tip one yeah, is to I'll, start mentally preparing. I'll just like, so for me, as far as what Madison's saying, um, mentally preparing, I didn't do that. I didn't know, I didn't mm -hmm. think about it. But the thing that hit me hard uh, when I moved out was the nights mm -hmm. and mornings. I wasn't mentally prepared. I didn't, I didn't think about it enough or I either took them for granted or I didn't know how much I needed it or enjoyed it or whatever, appreciated it. But the bedtime routine of reading the kids' books and brushing teeth and saying goodnight and cuddling. And then all of a sudden when I moved out, I was like, dang, like there were nights where I was alone. I didn't have it. That's hard. Um, so I think what she's saying is, is really important is that mentally preparing yourself for that separation, that time you're not going to have the kids, mm -hmm. the time they're going to be with the other person, you lose control over it, you don't have control over it. Um, even if you have the best relationship in the world with your ex, you still don't have control over it. Yeah. If you have the worst relationship in the world with your ex, you don't have control over it. Um, they're going to get their time. and. My best Stop. advice for people going through it, like when, you, when you're mentally preparing yourself, is to also make sure you find a hobby. Find something that you enjoy that is for you and that allows those times that you don't have your kids to go by a little bit faster to where you're not sitting and dwelling on them and dwelling like, oh, how are they doing? Or, and you're not texting the other parent, how are they doing? Like 24-7. Um, that's what really helped me. I, that's why I think I use pickleball is it's my escape. And that's why usually when I don't have the kids, you'll find me on, I'll either be working or I'll be on the court. Like, cause that's my escape to where I don't sit and dwell that I don't have my girls or how they're doing or anything like that. So I always say, just try to find something like a hobby for yourself. And you know what? It makes you such a much better mom too, because when you put yourself first and you put that self-care into you, it fills up your cup. So then you can fill up someone else's cup. 
And um, I think that's, it's just really important. So it's hard. It's really hard in the beginning, but once you really kind of like let go of that control, focus on yourself, do a little self-care, it's, you're so much happier and it, it gets easier. It gets easier. My second tip um, that I wish someone would have like sat me down and like said, look, is you're about to get on a roller coaster mm-hmm. and it is not a short roller coaster. We're talking, I think, a couple years mm-hmm. um, before you have a quote unquote new normal. Um, you know, I felt and I still feel this way at days, but last, like you're kind of like, you know, underneath the wave and it's just like tossing you and you're just like waiting till you're going to be able to catch your breath and breathe again. Mm-hmm. And you're just like constantly getting thrown into that. And it's just, you know, you move out and you're dealing with the ex, you're dealing with the kids. Okay. That in itself is so hard. Yeah. Then you're dealing with all your friends and family. That is just on itself extremely difficult and stressful and a roller coaster of emotions. Then you have work and you're trying to juggle work and all these things that you're dealing with. And then you add in that, okay, it's say you're going to start at some point starting to date again or get back out there socially or just find time with friends and mm-hmm. maybe a new friend group and, you know, finding other people who are single because, you know, if you're married, a lot of people, you know, are married. Um, and then, you know, juggling for me, you know, I'm a dad, but, you know, I have no help. Mm-hmm. don't have a maid. I don't have a housekeeper. I don't have someone cleaning my place at this point. I don't have a girlfriend. I just have me. And so you get thrusted into, you know, everything now. You don't have help with laundry. You don't help with cooking. You don't have help with groceries. You don't have help with setting up the apartment. You don't have help with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think all of it is just thrown on you at once. Mm-hmm. And so you just get into this, you know, emotional roller coaster um, that is really, really, really hard. Mm-hmm. And you can't escape it. There's nothing you can do. Um, and I also think people feel like, oh, well, you've moved out and it's three months later, six months later, and like, okay, things are starting to get normal. Like, it's not, it, it's still difficult. Um, you know, the actual specifics of actually going through the lawyers and the, all of that stuff and the, you know, divorce and separation and time with the kids and money, money. It never ends. It seems like it just keeps going and you're creating this new normal with your ex and time with the kids and what's going to happen. And that's just not going to happen easily. It takes time to shake out and figure out all that and traveling. And, um, you know, you try to do the best you can, but it's just difficult. And then you just got so much. And so I would say it's going to be an emotional roller coaster. Um, prepare yourself for that. It's hard. Um, it's not going to be short. I would tell any guy, get ready. Um, you know, it's not going to be a year. It might be two years mm-hmm. before you figure out kind of a new normal and a new routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, my tip is it's not really a tip as much as like um, understand that yeah, and be okay with that and know that that's what you're getting into. 
um, and why you're getting into it. And then, you know, if you can ask for help, I guess my tip would be ask for help during that roller coaster, whether it's your friends, whether it's your family, whether it's people outside your friend group. Um, don't be afraid to ask for help. You are yeah. going to need help. It is really, really, really hard. And remember, it's going to benefit your kids too if you ask for help. Because if you're trying to juggle everything yourself and you're being stretched too thin and you're just not going to be that great of a parent, so asking for help, again, will help fill up the cup. And it's it helps your children. Yeah, and I think asking for help is really hard for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think most people get embarrassed to ask for help. Or I they think have most an ego. get nervous about asking for help. Um, Some have an ego. Get ready. Ask for Get ready to ask for help. And don't be scared. There's a lot of people that love you, that will be there for you, that will be more than happy to help. Um, and so, you know, that's my tip on number two is yeah. just roller coasters coming. It's going to be a couple of years and, and, and don't be afraid to ask for help. So after mentally preparing yourself, my second tip would be to financially prepare yourself. You think about it. You are coming from a marriage where it could be a dual income household or it could be a single income household, but you might be a, a stay at home mom and you're like, how am I going to support these kids now? Um, so you got to really start looking at everything financially and getting prepared because it, you might be getting a lifestyle. You're going to be getting a lifestyle change. Um, so it's really kind of saying, okay, what's going to be my budget? How much is everything going to cost me? Divorce is very expensive. So save money for that and really start evaluating okay like how much just basically create a budget for your life because and and again here mental prepare yourself that your lifestyle is most likely going to change yeah i mean you can i think it's really hard for that that's a hard and i don't even think you know like the lawyers and the mediation Mm -hmm. and the unwinding of everything and all much paperwork that needs to get done and all the bank accounts and all the kids stuff. It's, it's a just, ton of paperwork. Oh, it's so much that work. You, it's not just an easygoing process. People are like, you know, oh, didn't you like, you know, you just get divorced and it happens. It doesn't just happen like poof. It takes six months to a year. It also depends. There is a, what's that period called? A reconciliation period because and then certain states are different so they'll so, so I, I believe that we are six months um other states are a year where they will make your divorce not be final for a year because it's that reconciliation period so a lot of couples tend to work things out so they that is another thing to also know about your state and learn about your state laws because every state is different. Child support is different in every state. Um, I believe California is one of the top highest paid child support states. I think Texas is actually one of the lowest. Um, But really looking at all of those things, looking at what your timeshare would be. But yeah, it's basically just working out your finances, start preparing for that and know that there's going to be a change there. Yeah, and I think as far as finances are concerned, it's everything, and it's hard to think about. But mm-hmm. you know, even clothes, you know, clothes. water bottles, um, soccer, shoes, um, just the Snacks, basic things food. you just didn't think about. It's just you know whether it's just it, it all, all adds up. Animals, um, animals just, are so expensive. You know, insurance for animals. Um, just, it's hard, and so all that. yeah, I think. It's tough. Again, 
um, keep your kids in mind as you're going through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, but, you know, Madison makes a great point. Like your finances go upside down mm-hmm. and everything's new and everything's different. It's, it takes time. It's not going to happen quick. There's no magic pill or bullet um, to solve that, the finances yeah. part. Yeah, that's it. it. makes it, I think financially it makes it, that's a really hard thing with divorces. Finances are a huge point of why a lot of divorces get dragged out. Is or people stay. Mm-hmm. Or people stay. Um, you just have to, the thing is, is that you have to keep reminding yourself that what situation that you're in is not healthy for you or, or the kids. And you're just going to have to work your ass off to change it and to fix it and get your life going for you and think about you and your kids first about it. So it's hard. It's definitely difficult. But babe, what would be your last tip? Tip number three. So my tip number three, uh, again, I'll speak to the guys on this one. Not that it doesn't count for the girls. Is that, you know, you're often the guy gets kicked out or moves out. I'm not saying that's always the case. It's not. But, you know, and I think that the one tip advice I would give is, Take your time, take a deep breath, and really think about the fact that you're starting over and you get to pick and kind of choose this new life. Um, It's kind of like a new lease on life. Like you get to start over, the canvas is blank, and yeah, you've got some parameters if you have kids, um, but in general is take your time and breathe and really start to create this new life for yourself that you get with the balance of work, the balance of friends, the balance of family, the balance of hobbies or activities or sports that you like. If you're dating, that the, the time you want to put into dating, um, you, you get, you know, for me, I have my kids, so I knew kind of the time I'd have with my kids, but it's really kind of the positive of it. Um, you know, they really take advantage of this new life that you get and think about how you want it to go and what's going to make you happy. And um, don't be afraid to kind of bob and weave with that. You know, um, I think in anything in life, balance is really important and being happy and finding that balance, mm-hmm. but you're not going to find it right away. It's going to take, it takes time. Like it's, you know, give yourself the grace of, a year or longer to kind of figure out what you want to do as far as that balance, how much work. I think if you just get separated or divorced and you dive into work and you spend 80 hours a week working because you don't have your kids anymore and you, you get lonely or you get bored or you're scared, or you want to put your, that's not healthy. It's not healthy. Um, it's if not you start, if you dive into partying and you're like, oh, I'm single four nights a week and I'm going to go out four nights a week and I'm going to start partying and dating and all that, that's not healthy either. And so, um, and then same with any sports or activity or physical activity or anything that you're doing, video games, whatever it is you can't do that with all your time either. And so I think it's just a new normal. But if you find yourself parting too much, that's probably normal. If you find yourself diving into work, that's probably normal. Mm-hmm. If you find yourself, you know, in an activity or sport or something you love and you feel like you're just spending all your time doing that, that's probably normal too mm-hmm. in the beginning. Um and so I think that give yourself some grace over the first year to kind of figure out that lifestyle that you feel you want. You know, for me personally, um, you know, I didn't have a girlfriend for a while, um, but I got to the point 
where for the lifestyle for me and Madison would ask me all the time, like, are you sure this is what you want? Like, do you really want this? Like, have you thought about this? Like, do you see what yourself you're getting yourself into? Took me time, but I'm starting to slowly find the balance. I'm starting to find a rhythm between time with my kids, time with Madison, time with my friends, time playing, you know, the sports, time with work. It's not perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm never going to have it done exactly, you know, the way I want, but I'm starting to find kind of that rhythm and that balance that's making me happy and that will make me happy in the future. Mm -hmm. um, and it's only going to get easier for us in the future too. I think like- Can't once, get much harder than the no, first year. It's going to get easier. I think like once we reach that point when we are ready to really blend our families and live with each other and find our new routine, I think it's going to be a lot easier when we're not jumping, when you're not jumping back from place to place. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm kind of like, you know, when you're living out of two places and kind of a car and you forget stuff it's really really challenging and difficult but again i would say that the positive is it you get to start over you yeah. get this blank canvas so enjoy that relish that um you know you know use that time to really figure it out and know it's going to take a couple years mm -hmm. um before you get into kind of a quote-unquote new normal or new rhythm um i'm still not in it we're not in it um it's going to take more time but yeah. it's just that's the one other tip I would say is um, you're kind of leaving the situation either by choice or not by choice, but look at it on the bright side, which is you're older, you're more mature, you know a lot more than you did before. Okay. And mm -hmm. it's time to kind of um, start over fresh and, and, and really make your life great. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, what I love right now is that you guys are getting two very different perspectives. You're getting a man's perspective and a woman's perspective. And the next topic that I, for my next tip is going to be another one about preparing for divorce with stuff with financially and all that. But what you're getting is from, from you is you had a huge lifestyle change of what you had to get used to of taking care of the kids, doing the housework, doing the chores, doing everything that you've never done before. Not seeing them all the time. Not seeing them all the time. So my situation, the reason why I feel like my tips are a little bit different than yours is because I did all this already for years. And that's why it was no change for me. It was Yeah, you don't even let me help. No, I <laughs> I'm trying I to help. I know he always tries to help, but I like I think like, you know, as from like for moms and stuff is we were already doing all this and this is like something that our partners kind of I would say kind of don't really think when they're doing this, when they're leaving us to take on all this work is showing us that we can do it all by ourselves. I worked full-time by myself. I raised two girls by myself. I managed the household by myself. I didn't get a nanny until Kinsley was like five, six, six months old. So she was like six months old. Um, so I did it all by myself and my, my, um, I didn't have someone there helping me out with the family stuff or helping me out with my work stuff. When I had situations where I had to get deadlines done and I had uh, Riley sick, I had no one there to help me. I had to figure it out. And my family would help as much as they could, but they can't help all the time. So I was used to doing, I found, I had to find that balance while in the marriage. I had to find the balance of having to do all of these things by myself, like being able to juggle all this and find like what is a healthy balance between it. And I think that's also why I pulled maybe a little bit away from work 
um, over the last couple of years is because I was juggling so much and I was like, I have to be a mom right now. Um, so I let my work kind of slip away from me a little bit because I had to handle so much at home. Um, but I just really like it how we're getting two different perspectives because I think a lot of a lot of men or even women too in the situation once they get out of divorce and they it's like we all have different things that we have to get used to we all have different situations and different experiences so i really love the fact and this is why we wanted to create this podcast was to give you guys two different perspectives um all right so what's your tip number three my tip number three is with divorce attorneys is basically preparing yourself with a divorce attorney. So divorce process is very, very long, very hard. And one thing that I really wish, like this is where it's going to kind of go into my answer for what I wish people would have warned me was how expensive the divorce process is. So you have to be very smart with it. Attorneys cost a ton of money. And one thing that I really wish I would have knew, and this is also like a huge tip for all of you, is every email, every phone call, everything that you do with your attorney is going to cost you money. So get ready. You don't just pass back emails back and forth, like answering one question at a time. That email is going to cost you 50, 100 bucks, 150 bucks just for that one email. So my biggest tip is when you get your divorce attorney, one, make sure that you have a good referral or they have really good reviews because this is your, you know, you're going, you have to find someone who's going to advocate for you the best and know your rights. So basically is find a good divorce attorney, get referrals for it. Number two is once you do sign that divorce attorney, make sure you get a layout of everything, of how much everything costs to, for you, like how much every email phone call is going to cost you, how much drafting up an MSA agreement is going to cost for you, everything like that. Um, the next thing is, is when you do have questions, get a notepad, write your questions down in a notepad, get a few questions accumulated up. So then that way, when the next time you talk to your attorney or when you get enough there, send it in one email, not all separate emails because that's 50 bucks, 50 bucks, 50 bucks, or hundred bucks, hundred bucks, hundred bucks. So just really be mindful of that is to really, really plan this out. The next thing is, is you really want to hopefully, I know it's not always like this, but if you can be as amicable as you possibly can with your co-parent because the more tension, the more friction, the more that you guys butt heads, the more that divorce is going to cost you. So tell them that too. Be like, hey, we need to really work with each other on like working this out with us and letting them draft up their stuff. But if we work as much out between us, we can save us money in the longer run because it really, really adds up. And again, it's a divorce is a huge financial thing in your life, a financial impact. So I would say try to be as good terms as you can, but still remember that you need to use your attorney to know your rights so that way you are not getting taken advantage of. This next one is really, really important is so you don't have to go back to court or anything like this, but you need to be extremely specific in your MSA agreement. Your MSA agreement is going to lay everything out of what you and your co-parent can do. So you want to be as specific as you possibly can 
So then that way, when it comes time to where if they're not following something, you have it in that agreement already. And you're not having to file another motion, get another retainer fee, and having to go through this process all over again. So you want to be so specific. Um, You want to be very specific about timeshare. You want to be specific about holidays. You want to be specific about financial commitments. Um, You want to be specific about pickups and drop-offs. You want to be specific about extracurricular activities. Every little thing that you could possibly think of, you need to have it in that MSA agreement. Because that's like, this is another thing like how Ross says, like, you know, you're not really going to know and you're going to be going through and you're going to be learning things as you go along the way, which yes, that's going to happen, but try to get ahead of it as much as you possibly can and document everything and take your emotions out of it. Um, I think that's where a lot of people start losing it. And I, this is something that I wish I would have had someone telling me. And telling me, you need to take your emotions right out of this right now. You need to just shut it down and it just keep your conversations with him point blank and basically get everything laid out. Um, it's it's really, really important. So Madison's got some passion about that. <laughs> um, I, I would say too, just along those lines of of the lawyers and stuff is mm-hmm. if you couple things, if you can have some time, from the time you move out to the time you hire lawyers, that'll help a little bit just to kind of catch your breath and kind of work with your ex and especially if there's a co-parent involved. Um, I think when you rush into it, um, if kids are involved, it can be difficult. If you don't have kids and you guys can just rush into it, be done and move on, that's But one you thing. also have to be mindful. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you also have to be mindful that what you are doing doing in that period right there is setting precedence and what the court is going to look at. Yeah, but my point being that... I guess I'm like trying to be... I'm more calculated in this. <laughs> well, right. No, I'm just saying it, my point is like you don't really know. It, Madison's saying like get really detailed and she's right because the more detailed you are, it means you don't have to go back and do stuff over again, which is going to cost more money and more time. And just protect yourself. But it's hard to know all those details one week after leaving a house or a month after leaving the house, you just don't know, right? So finding that balance of that time and knowing what to put in the MSA and the lawyers will help you and you kind of negotiate back and forth, like work with the co-parent as much as you can. Also know that, you know, you might ever going back and changing things um, because things will change um, and your relationship with your ex will change. Yes, it will change. I think that's one thing that you also get very naive on is you're like, oh, we're going to have a great co-parenting relationship. Everything is going hunky-dory. But then all of a sudden, shit hits the fan. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard. Because then what happens is then people start, they start taking advantage. It's not just taking advantage. It's Yes, but it's also just you're moving on. You're starting a new life. You're doing new things. You've got new girlfriends, new boyfriends, new whatever. And there's just, everything's different and your whole life changes. Yeah. And so you're that, that part of, I think other people on the outside that have never been divorced are like, you should do this and you should do that. And why aren't you doing this? And why aren't you doing that? And you're just like, you have no concept of it. And not that they would or that they should. And it doesn't mean that they don't mean well, but they just have no, there's no way for them to know. And so ultimately, um, 
the only thing that's going to really figure that stuff out is time. Um, and it just why I said it takes a couple of years. It does. It does take a couple of years. But I just try to think about it from just trying to be the reason why I just try to say be as detailed and just really prepare yourself. Yeah, for and medicine's because right. Because it's the money. Yeah, money's it, tough. It's such a financial burden. And if you know anyone that's gone through it or done MSA agreements, ask their advice. Again, ask for help. Yeah. You know, we're here too of ours like, what should you do? What should you do? What do you recommend here? What do you recommend there? My lawyer asked me this. What do you think of that? Um, if you have someone that's gone through it and been through it, especially recently, mm -hmm. um, you know, pick people's brains and get as much advice as you can and don't be shy because the lawyers add up. Um, it gets really expensive and the more you have to go back and the more you have to change things and the more you have to work with lawyers, it just keeps adding up and adding up and adding up. And so yeah. um, Madison makes a really good point there. Yeah, because, yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, it's just, it's something that's not easy. And I think I look at it just from, I know, like a stay-at-home mom that might not have any financial, like is not able to financially support themselves yet. I just think about it from that perspective. And this is how I just want to help you out as much as I can, especially if you don't have endless amount of funds. This is no what's going to help you. So I mean, maybe Tom and Giselle have endless amount of funds. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. they, like yeah. that situation, we were talking about like how it got like, so it got resolved so quickly, but I'm like, it's because financially, like if you have two financially like stable people that are very, very wealthy, That's, like yeah, one it and, makes one things so much easier. One in a billion have couples like are couples like that. Yeah. So anyway, um, hopefully this was helpful. Heather, thank you so much for the question. Um, those are our three tips for mm -hmm. people out there that if you're gonna go through divorce or you're about to get separated, yeah. um, or you know, before you get there, hopefully this podcast is out there. Um, also know that a lot of people in our Facebook group have been through divorce. Mm -hmm. And so we're here for you. Yeah, so if we you have, have questions, a, ask them. Ask yeah. them in the group. Ask we them have to the us. Private, I just want to say we have the private Facebook group. It's yeah. private. And you can post anonymously. So you don't even have to post as your profile on there. You can post anonymously. And if you guys need any help or anything, like we are building a community there to help everyone through the process. And it's, it's again, it's, I, I wish I, wish I would right. have had We're that. doing this because we wish we would have had it. We're answering these questions because we wish we would have had it so um, feel fair obviously share it with people um, if they need this information reach out to us if you need it um, post in the comments if you guys have tips so those are our three tips a lot of you guys have been divorced what tips do you have what yeah. advice do you have for men or women that um, are going through you know moms dads are going through divorce what what do you wish you would have known mm -hmm. um, we're in this as a community we're doing this all together so yes. Um, that's it. That's the pod number yeah. five. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate the support mm -hmm. and the love and make sure you send some love during the holiday time. It's really important to send some love. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people out there maybe lonely during the holiday times. Especially might, the ones that are not going to have their kids. Um, I'm going to be one of them. It's going to be my first Thanksgiving without my daughters. I told you it's going to be hard. All right. Going to cry again. <laughs> I'm emotional right now. And, it's, hard. Um, it's hard being away from your kids for the holidays. Babe. I agree. And not only that, there's people that show are, some empathy. There's going to be people who are going to be without loved ones for the first time. People have passed away recently. Um, there's people that haven't had, you know, holidays for a long time with 
dads, moms, children. It's really hard. So, um, you know, as we're thinking about those people, send them some love. Um, send Madison a lot of love over Thanksgiving because she's not going to be with her girls and she's emotional about it and it's going to be hard. Um, I'm going to try my best to keep her happy and keep her spirits up. Um, but yeah. All right. Thank you. Love you guys. guys. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.